guys, welcome back to the new episode of Festipreneur. Today I have an amazing person here who I'm going to introduce soon. She is going to bring a bunch of knowledge in this podcast that you guys are going to love it. She's my second guest of this podcast and honestly, I'm learning how to do this interview shit. <laughs> It's a little bit difficult in the beginning, but once I get something, I, I nail it. So let's get started. I am going to bring Alyssa on board, who's been a licensed esthetician, and she is going to talk about all things business in the industry. And also, one thing I want to let you guys know is that the aesthetics of her studio is so damn fucking gorgeous like it's it's the best let's welcome Alyssa. Alyssa, how are you doing oh my god you're so sweet <laughs> which for the record i definitely think that you know how to interview but anyways uh i'm learning so much i'm so excited to be here me too i'm so excited to have you how was the day and the week for you girl you know it's always it's something new every day not only as an esthetician but definitely now as a solo one and oh yeah oh my god that made my day that you said my space was so pretty i was like oh yeah my gosh, it's gorgeous i feel like estheticians who are able to set up their room so beautifully I feel like it just elevates the guest experience so fucking much I try that was definitely something that I wanted to well because you also have a background in not only just medical in general but medical aesthetics you know sometimes it can be so sterile and so mm -hmm. yeah I was about to just say that one thing I realized and really liked about you and also another esthetician, Brooke, she, uh, Velvet Bloom Aesthetics, she is in, uh, in Texas. Yes. I love her aesthetics so much. She, Girl. Is, she has her room so gorgeous. I love it. I literally did not plan this, but listen to her on Tessa's pod. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, after the spot opened, her and I chose the exact same color of black for our paint we don't even know each other like she literally i saw in her comment someone had asked her what color she used which Maybe was just wild exact same i was wow. like i was yeah. like i've never seen someone do black walls before obviously not really in a home but especially not in a spa because everyone definitely had some very strong opinions of that when i told them i was painting everything black you did an amazing job i also have a touch of black and purple and i don't like yes. the white and bright because that's not me my dark side is stronger as compared to my light side and that speaks about my personality and who i am so when i see another person who has that black aesthetics and they love all of those dark theme i'm like yeah you, you you're my cup of tea. <laughs> You're my Girl, type of person. I don't know if you remember, but literally the first DM we ever exchanged was you telling me you loved my Mm -hmm. like dark aesthetic and i was like oh my gosh wait same if i show you my pinterest board it's all it's, black aesthetics dark yes theme, dark mode everything dark it's just my i color. love it <laughs> that's well and that was too like to your point where you were like oh like we were talking earlier before this and you know that's one thing that through listening like to your podcast I've kind of gotten just or picked up about you. You do not care what anyone has to say about anything that you do in a good way. Like you, yeah. you definitely, 
you exude like you're just you unapologetically and whoever likes it great and whoever doesn't cool like keep moving I don't remember which episode you were talking about this in but you were talking about how you know you're not for everyone and if clients you know want to kind of vibe somewhere else that's great you have yours that like you for you and like how you get your point across and I just that's my favorite thing about you is that you girl no fucks given I do believe is that I have pleased people a lot I've tried every possible way to make sure people are happy and I've always been like this yes ma'am yes sir yes ma'am yes sir now I'm the person who is I don't give a fuck I don't care what you think of me I don't care what your opinion is I'm gonna do what I feel comfortable if you don't feel comfortable with what I do then I'm not the cup of tea for you you can just walk away you can find somebody else and that's completely fine because if I'm not comfortable with you you're the feeling the same way we're just not in the same vibrational level girl there's all different kinds of tea and some they just can't handle the strong kind I feel like I only developed that after so much of rejection in life after so much of rejection and realizing that okay I'm doing everything by the book and I'm trying to please people and it's not working out yep. so what do, what do I have to do I have to set that boundary and be like you know what I want to do what I want to do this yep. is what my faith is this is what my belief is if you accept me for who I am and don't want to change me and accept me with all my good and bad you're part of my life if not we're not going to be in the same page we're not going to be together it goes the same thing like in, in terms of like client relationship it goes the same way in dating life it goes the same way it, you just have to change that perspective about yourself it can translate over to so many different like parts of life for sure I think that not only aesthetics but going you know solo and everything I know you and I are going to get into it but I feel like that even I'm sure you feel like taught you things about yourself and like life in general I feel like it doesn't only help you when it comes to the business side of things when you go solo it starts teaching you a lot of life lessons too it does it absolutely quickly does. it does so that's what my next question is for you how did you start your aesthetic journey like what made you come into this field and what made you decide to be an estepreneur, not an esthetician only, but an estepreneur, an entrepreneur? What triggered that? Honestly, I did not think that I wanted to go that route in the beginning. My end goal was always uh, to end up in a med spa. I thought that was like the highest, you know, not highest, but the best, like most cushy, like you got it made, girl, you made it like you're in that med spa until I got there and was booked and busy in that med spa and it just wasn't it like something was missing it felt off and I almost I don't know if you had this same feeling um but it was almost like when you finally got confident in your own skin got confident in your abilities aesthetics wise you're like ah, I want to do this my own way like I you just there's you know no matter how much of an asset you are to a business if you don't own that business your say doesn't really you know carry too much weight and I felt like I had a lot of say yeah or a lot to say but I you know I it wasn't my place to be saying things so I was like you know it shifted from me you know wanting to end at a med spa to me being like you know I do think I want to start my own place and uh I kind of early on was like you know I think that I might be in that told the doctors it may be in my 
five-year plan when they first hired me, but it was like basically just a pipe dream. Like I didn't think I would ever be able to do it. And so, yeah, I think that I shocked myself when I finally pulled the trigger and definitely everyone around me to go solo. Again, we were speaking before we came on and my husband was kind of the one that was like everything that you always come home and talk about or that you're always thinking you know you could just do it you could do you'd be so good at it why don't you just do it and I'm like no no like I was would always blow them off you know and finally I was like maybe I can (laughs) and yeah obviously it was a combination of things but I finally found like the perfect space things fell into place with that, um, also just, unfortunately, my, um, I came into the actual means to be able to, which was the biggest part. I don't know for you what you started with or how you started when yours, when you were in your business, but starting a spa is not cheap. No, it's not. Um, it's very expensive and I have started it three times this time after I started, this is my third time in four years I have had, uh, because, oh yeah. In Uh, different States, correct? Yeah, Different States, different regulation. And this time, this time I, I was like, you know what? I no longer am the same person. I have changed. I have uh, evolved. I'm not the same person who used to like the same things. And I am all about that. I love, love to I was gonna say that challenges Mm -hmm. that's great like that's showing you're evolving you know what I mean I don't think that's a bad thing at all I think that throughout our career we're all going to and even though you your first place was probably nothing like your third place you know what I mean just because you changed from Mm -hmm. in between the first to the third place yeah the client base the perspective the policies everything just evolved and changed and this is one thing I do feel is very important is to understand if you are not happy in that one space if you no longer feel happy it means that you have made that growth level it means that it's time to evolve and change and do something different that's what my mindset is and the only thing that's changed for me is changing my mindset about money I don't know if you can if you can relate to this but when you think that okay money is just energy I can make money anyways that I want but I'm going to do what I love to do and money's just going to follow me. It just happens. It happens. And if you just hold on to that thing is like, okay, no, I got to do this. The only way for me to make money is when I have a client. No, yep, no, no. There's thousands, millions possibilities that you can bring income. I like that outlook. And I think that's part of evolving too, is changing your mindset. It has a lot to do with success in general, whether that's the success of a solo business, the success of content creation. I think I need to be a little bit more like that, honestly. I feel like I'm, oh, it's hard not to be tied to the, not tied to it, but you know what I mean, the think about the money aspect a lot. My question to you is that, what challenges do you face on day-to-day basis as a solo esthetician? And how do you overcome them? I really, oh, if I overcome them, that's going to be the tough, I, I feel like I could list I wanted to like preface this to our um, discussion with going solo was the literal one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. However, some things that I say will make it not seem that way, but it honestly everything that I we talk about in this, like the 
hard times and the difficult challenges that come along with going solo, 100% worth it in the end. I'll just preface it by that because I will definitely make it sound like it's not the, the move, but it is despite all of this. Uh, but no, I, I would say for me personally, the most difficult things that I come across that I never really considered before going out on my own would be troubleshooting. And I guess I would definitely mean both with technology, uh, with like, say, you know, a product malfunctions on a client. And then I, you know, if they, if it malfunctions on them, you know, they bring it back and I have to exchange that. And if the, thankfully, I feel like my vendors like the lines I carry they're very understanding and they will replace that for me but I know that not all lines are and sometimes like I'd be the one eating that cost you know what I mean like if their brand new product was for some reason not up to standard or like not working properly or say when it came to technology like I mentioned the internet going out for whatever reason not being able to get the modem to work you know which then my Sendeo connects to the internet and just it's everything snowballs like one little problem creates a domino effect for the entire place in mm -hmm. some way shape or form so it's almost like you always have to be like 20 steps ahead of everything yeah. um sadly I would say um something else I did not work with the same lines that the people I used to work for carried so I I would say learning along with your client is something that I never anticipated uh or considered obviously yes I've been in aesthetics quite a few years now I'm I'm well aware of basics and things of that sort but you know every line has their little things and mm -hmm. you don't know the ins and outs of those new lines quite yet you know mm -hmm. unless you somehow were using that like I was using Glymed prior to going solo but my other is clinical and face reality I was not and so I was trying to familiarize, do all, I still, you know, even after long days, you try to do uh, as many of their educational, I love is clinicals education online, their webinars, but after a, you know, 12 to 14 hour day, that's the last thing you want to go home and do. So definitely researching the, I know you can only do so much research without signing up, you know, or buying into certain lines, but definitely learning, you know, those new things and not already being the expert in those lines right off the bat, that, that was a problem to me. I need to be, yeah. I need to know it all right now. <laughs> and But that's the thing, uh, what I love about aesthetics and skincare specifically is that why I find skincare so challenging and different is that everything you need to know is not just about skin, it's about chemistry it's yes. how a chemical is going to react on somebody's skin and at what level what percentage what temperature how much how not all those things combine and sometimes when people say that estheticians only been to six months of schooling and well how do you guys treat this and this and that or you guys are not qualified i'm like you probably haven't met a good esthetician yet then you probably haven't met a one that can actually change your skin you're thinking all we do is that pop pimples it's so yep. much of chemistry behind that and each brand's chemistry is different when it comes to yes face reality completely opposite chemicals 
like 100 percent. you have to be the expert to know which chemical is going to go in what skin type without causing any reaction and without causing any major issues yes Mm-hmm. to just the little you know the little things that I feel like only we know like the reps don't even know because they're not using these products day in and day out there's little like quirks and little like things you find that like oh this serum from face reality and this serum from is clinical the most beautiful combination you've ever tried mm-hmm. or it could be the exact opposite you don't know what will m- mesh well and what won't yet because you haven't got a chance to try them on 50 million faces like you have the other lines you know before you may have went solo so that definitely was something too um also the work never really being over yeah I guess that's not a problem but a just a realization I definitely knew going into owning my own place it would be you know like you never clock out like there's no clocking out not that I really clocked out before when I did work for someone but I this is a whole nother level to it you are you know always especially during I feel like peel season when you know if in case clients have questions like my work phone and I know that I'll catch some heat for this and I try not to try not to have it try not to have it not from you not from you maybe but listeners I know I should not be like this but like I do have my work phone charging right next to my personal like at night just in case you just never know I just I'm you can never be too careful I'm so like uh I'm the same way and that took a toll on my mental health replying to clients and can you believe it that I reply to each and every single dm every single dm that I get so not just that on top of that having the client and replying to them and then sometimes they have some of them would have questions that are already explained it's very self-explanatory in the in in, in your pdf file the name of the product is already there and the name of the product has the name of the brand with it and their question would be okay what product do i have to use so so yeah i understand (laughs) and if if i don't help then i feel like a bad practitioner i feel guilty i'm like i'm not helping out that much so setting up that boundary i can absolutely feel you it took me a very long time extremely i'm i'm getting better as i go but that's definitely a problem i didn't i don't like encounter that on day to day but yeah there are definitely some days you know that you definitely don't know where to draw the line and that's something that i think like you said will probably come with time like it did for you and like it seems to for others like i'll get there i'm slowly making baby steps for me it didn't come with time it actually came with my husband because he literally would get mad at me he would hold my phone and he would Uh be like you're not texting you're not replying and that made me realize that you know what i have to set healthy boundaries so i can be a good practitioner otherwise if i'm giving all my energy to all areas of life I'm not going to be performing well in others. So right. it's good to well, cut, that, that, cut that bond. And that too is something else that I am trying to work on is you teach people how to treat you. And if like myself, if I'm responding to them, not during work hours, well, what does that say? She's going to text me, you know, even after hours. So I'll, why wouldn't I text her outside mm-hmm. of her office hours? So I'm doing it to myself, I know. But I will definitely, I, I recognize we love a self-aware queen and I will definitely get there. 
That's something I'm working on. That's what I think uh, being a business owner is that you make mistakes and you learn from that and you evolve and you become better. If I don't set the boundaries, they're not going to respect it. So it's, it's, you have to treat it as a relationship is that you you can't just expect them to understand that it's your day off. They're not. Their job is not to understand you. Your job yep. is to make them understand. That is so, that, so that freaking clicked. true. <laughs> that beyond clicked there. Like that's, yes. I need to, I'm like off on the side, like writing notes as you're talking. I'm like, yeah, keep going, Rossi. You just. <laughs> that's what I love about the podcast because I get to learn so much from oh. others. It's like it's exchanging knowledge and information like yesterday I did a podcast and that and I found out she was talking about when you're going to collaborate with other hairstylists give them some percentage of what you make I'm like damn that's so cool I never thought about that so give them some percentage of what client they sent you that's a referral and they would send so it clicked that right over there is something new I learned I've honestly learned so much from aesthetic podcasts like you know Estepreneur, like the treatment room, like, you know, uh, the good skin circle. I truly feel like when I am listening to, you know, these kind of podcasts, it's like I'm hanging out with friends, but yeah. also learning so much about business and how others approach it. It's yeah. been super helpful. Yeah. My next question to you is that, yeah, Alyssa, if you had to start all over again with being solo, what is that you would do different? Rosie, I've been fucking waiting for this one. Let me just say, I know, I knew exactly what I was saying on this one. <laughs> and it, it's probably kind of like a not an unpopular opinion, but maybe not one that quite everyone will share. But I wish I could go back and never have made my schedule or my booking available to the public like for anyone to be in my head I was thinking this is going to save me so much time because I won't have to be scheduling and rescheduling and canceling people and I opened I did schedule my clients that wanted to follow me that had reached out first but on a certain date I you know let everyone know via Instagram hey the books are open. Go wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they went wild. They did? It, it, oh, yeah. Way too wild. And I realized too late. I mean, you know, I didn't think. People are always saying things. Hell, even sometimes I th- say things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to come see you, girl. I mean, You don't expect that. You don't expect yeah, that volume. No, I don't. And I did not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd been seeing a lot of them for years. So I'd love if they would have followed me, but I did not anticipate that many to follow me. And then the spa I was at before going solo, I had a wait list. Also was, I don't know how to say this without sounding creepy, like watching my every move, like social media wise, mm-hmm. like just for updates, because that's where I'd post a lot of things like, you know, oh, you know, an opening or, oh, X, Y, and Z. And so I think too, that me sharing that my schedule was opening to the public a lot of my existing clients yes they did get on there and they were set for one single appointment though we didn't book multiple and I only opened it I opened in June my schedule was only open until September but two weeks in 
when I finally decided to sit down and look at my schedule, like far out, you know, like more than just two weeks at a time. So I could make sure everything was properly ordered and set up. I had two openings left from that second week of June to September. I hadn't rebooked anyone. I still had people inquiring. I closed my books. So the organization. Yeah. Kind of organizing it. And just how wild it got. July and August were like 80 hour weeks minimum because anyone that rebooked, it was all of my actual time in office was taken by people I didn't quite know yet maybe or you know those kind of things that had booked when it opened up and now like my some of my existing ones that didn't contact me right away were finding out oh shoot she left like she opened her own place and getting into contact with me and I had nowhere to put them and it's amazing don't want to sound ungrateful or that I'm complaining but it was rough for a while there until it was almost like and honestly I still feel almost that I am a bit like I'm playing catch up just trying to get to everybody kind of thing whereas I wish I would have just kept the books like me scheduling only like everyone had to go through me to schedule kind of thing another way I would see is that first of all it's a really good thing that you you opened your space and you already got clients. That's a blessing yes. because a lot of people oh. start their business and they don't have anybody. So yes. that's a really good uh, perspective to have that. Yes, it's good to have all those clients. But I feel like what you're trying to say is that you are not organized in terms of to have a control who would book at yes. what time, what treatment they should book. So having that control initially until you yes. get a good grip of your your treatment you know like your treatment room I feel like it made me feel so guilty I didn't want existing clients to think that I like just was like oh peace see you never off to make a new buck off this new person like never cared about you bye you know what I mean I couldn't reach out to them like so they kind of had to do the reaching out and if they didn't you know like they didn't get in but I still felt bad like because I didn't want them to think I wasn't thinking about them I just couldn't to reach out to all of them individually like even if I could have you know what I mean it would have been that would have taken I don't even know how long yeah it yeah like I just didn't want maybe for I guess advice for someone going solo with a similar problem I'd advise if you're allowed to which my place was super like was cool about this announce you're leaving a million trillion times in a million trillion different ways on any and all platforms to try to reach as many, you know, clients of yours as you can so that it's not such a surprise to them or so that maybe they miss it and get left behind. Yeah. But I don't know. I think this is a very unique situation because I'm aware that not everyone, like I went out knowing at least, you know, everyone says they'll follow me. Maybe they won't, you know, or everyone says they'd love to come see me sometime. Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't, but I felt I almost had a trampoline. I was like <laughs> jumping off an edge, but I had the trampoline. I just didn't want, yeah, <laughs> certain clients to feel like I forgot about them. That's what the beauty of being solo esthetician is. You just learn as you go. You make mistakes, yep. you fuck up, and then you really realize, okay, I made a fuck up, and uh, okay, I need to fix yes. this shit. So it just yes. happens as you go. It's something that you're learning on day to day basis. You know, it's not it's it's not that um, easy. I would say. Well, and to your point too, 
yes, some of it is the control and organization because I didn't know how long treatments would take me. The timing was totally different. That was definitely to your point of the organization and control of it that was part of it too for a really long time i didn't feel comfortable um going solo because i have been an esthetician for 10 years i have been working in in different country and then here so it was a completely different scope of practice different treatments and everything but i never had the guts to go fully solo in terms of like i was like i don't know what well, i don't i don't know i don't know how to run a business i've never been to a business school you don't need to have an mba in order to be a good business person like you can be a, an entrepreneur without a degree if you know how to execute and if you know how to troubleshoot. It, like those are the few skills, like not, not only, but those are few skills that you need in order to succeed in the business. Yeah, I agree that those would be definitely two of the biggest ones for sure. And that, well, you saying, you know, that you just didn't have the guts or whatever it takes. I'm not going to lie. That's putting it mildly. It definitely takes some guts to do uh, right now that I have left the med spa and just working yeah. from home, I'm focusing on a different project, and it is so scary that the just the thought of it would just like it scares me off so bad. Like I don't want to be afraid of failure because if I don't fail, I'm never gonna succeed. I know I have to fail, but I've had so many failures in the past. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? At this point, I just want one success. <laughs> I don't want to have Girl, <laughs> but I don't think that those count as failures because again, you pivoted from all of them mm -hmm. into a new, you know, better version, whether that be like spa wise or just version of yourself, you know what I mean? And I also think too, that you should be scared because clocking in and out is comfortable. Yeah, That's like is. super safe, which is amazing. That's what, you know, a lot of people want, sure. But I think, you know, psychos like ourselves, we need a little bit of zest. Yeah. We need a little unpredictability. <laughs> and so we decide to just say screw it. And yes, yeah. I, I think that nothing good happens in your comfort zone. Nothing exciting, no. nothing big is going to come from that. So I think it's normal to be yeah. I, learning. I'm trying to learn, mm -hmm. and which I'm sure... It's an always thing because like you just mentioned, even you are like scared in this new venture. I think it means we're on the right track. You know, when I was going for the for my military training, this yeah. uh, one person, I, I love him. I love him. His name is Mr. Curtis and he was a gym owner and I found yeah. him through a friend of mine. Uh, what happened is that he found out that I want to go join the military. Everybody knows how Afghanistan is, how women are so suppressed and they're not they don't have rights and everything when he found out that i want yes. to go join the army he was like you know what i'm gonna train you without charging you so he trained me without charging me. and every time when i would go for a run or i would be like i can't do this and i would just like cry because i can't do this he'll be like if your dreams are not big enough to scare the shit out of you they're not big enough that stuck oh. with me i'm like if this doesn't scare me anymore it's not big enough i want the big i want to be extra i want to be loud again i think you doing that probably helped you in ways you never would have thought when it came to you know business and things like that, and dealing with some of the hard stuff that we deal with when we do go solo yeah definitely uh, army made me um like it just mentally tough mentally strong not just that but one other thing i learned was cursing that's where i learned how to curse. <laughs> that was my 
I was debating between the like frequency of f bombs or like you know the other like very nice heartfelt thing I learned about always you know being your authentic self from you as my one thing to say of like what I've learned from the pod other episodes I was like I was gonna say the f bomb thing but I was like you know I'm gonna be I'm be mushy and I'm gonna say the other the other thing I learned (laughs) the reason I wanted to do this I was like I want to be truly myself truly absolutely myself i would have maybe 10 listeners but those 10 fucking enjoy the shit out of my podcast they love it they love it girl the one and only like thing one of my best friends said to me after being on tessa's podcast and like her listening to my episode she's like i'm so proud of you you barely said fuck i was like i was like hey some people don't like it and uh, the reason my that's okay yeah, some people don't like it, but the reason my perspective changed about uh, curse words was listening to Gary V. And he said, you might say that I care about my employee. I say I give a fuck about my employee. If it's the intention, what intention are you using to say the word? It really doesn't mean anything else. It's how it's I just am a word. A- yeah. I'm able to express my passion about something through yes. these words. So to that's me, how that's I what get it is. too. That's how I get too. When I get passion, like my voice, you can already hear it. My voice gets louder. I get like, I talk with my hands. I like, mm-hmm. I'm like sitting up. I like get fired up, you know, it just, and sometimes curse words are a part of that. It happens. Every time I'm submitting the podcast for, um, for the Spotify, I do yeah. make sure that it says explicit. Explicit. Oh, well, explicit. Hey, there you go. I never even noticed that. That is actually amazing, though. I appreciate it, though. Like, that's the thing that I do like about, though, your pod is not saying that I don't like, like, I love everybody's podcasts that I listen to for different reasons, and yours is definitely one of the big ones is that it just feels like, again, I'm just chilling with somebody I've known for forever learning some good shit like just it's to the point that. it's quick it's dirty like it's there all laid out in front of you like go ahead go use it and good luck I like I've, you're trying to put it out there for others you don't waste their time you're just putting it out there straight to the point my attention span is low so i feel like everybody else's attention span is low so i'm like just Girl, keep it to same. Wait, <laughs> there was one where you're like Okay, guys, sorry, I just rambled, but that was how I felt. I was like, girl, yeah, same. I was like, I never know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking. Okay, my next question to you is that, what have you learned so far being an entrepreneur? I feel that if I had to list all that I've learned, we would be here for 50 million days and hours. But I did narrow it down so that we wouldn't keep these people, you know, hanging. But I will say that definitely going solo, being an estepreneur taught me that I felt this way already, but you know, we always have those moments. People can definitely make us feel like we have those moments. It solidified this is a career for me. Whereas, as you probably know, and have gotten in millions of different ways yourself, what we do is fun. So fun. It's such a silly fun thing to do you know giving facials so what do you do like as a career what's your real job bitch this is my real job now <laughs> like it, this is it like and it was even before but you know it just sometimes I think what we do can come across as I don't know maybe not it's one of those that people kind of like beauty school I don't know if you felt this way But everyone always had that outlook of like, oh, yeah, you couldn't hack at an actual college. So you're going to go to beauty school like 
that was the vibe of where I grew up kind of thing, you know? And so this definitely was going solo, made it like, all right, this is legitimate. If for anyone who was still wondering, like, this is real. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest things, but also too, that you are, the client is always right. I don't, that's not what I'm trying to say, but there's a way everyone just wants to be hurt. Like just hear people out, take a minute, collect yourself. I'm a very quick to anger kind of person. I know that would like shock people that don't me. Yeah, girls, people that don't know me are like, what? No way. I'm like, sadly, Yes yes, yes, sadly, yes way. I have a really bad temper. And this really, you know, taught me to take a minute, think before you speak. And mm-hmm. make sure that that person on the other end of this conversation, whether it's a client, whether it's a customer service rep for a line that I'm carrying or a machine, you know, that I use in my practice, there, hear them out, hear where they're coming from. Don't be so quick to like be angry about things yeah. in general. Yeah. That's great. That's great the way you put it. Yes, you have to build a very thick skin and in terms of like, because you're not yes. just in, in giving facial, you're also in like customer service industry. You have to make them feel home. You might have to make them feel heard. And I don't ever tolerate disrespect. I have done that in the past. No. I no longer do that. If yep. you are as a client to disrespect me, you're gone. You're gone from yes. all places, from my social media, from my booking list and everything. But if you have yep. a genuine concern, I'm going to do every fucking thing possible in my power to help you out. Yep. I don't know if you felt this way, but I felt like you almost had to take disrespect. Like it's a client. Shut up. Just do it. You're not, you know, not booked or at least you're not just sitting around. Like I had to take anyone and everyone. And now, yeah. you know, since going solo, I don't have to do that. And I do get to pick and choose. And you would be shocked. That's also something. Your job is so much more enjoyable when you enjoy the people that you're seeing and treating. And I think that is a big part of it too, is surrounding yourself with clients who do actually value what you do. They respect your time. They listen to your recommendations. They follow post-care. Finding those golden clients, like Ashley always says, that's a big thing. You want to do everything for them and make sure they feel appreciated and all of those things because they're the reason you 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 do get to be solo they're the reason I do get to be doing what I want to do so Mm -hmm. yes that loyalty from client comes when they see that you are giving so much fucks about them yes you are not there only to make money and you're actually there to genuinely have help their skin one thing I realized my my mentor back in the days would teach me is that you have to sell product you can't just let go of the clients without selling product what I did when I started my business if you come for the first appointment you already have skincare product I'm not changing your routine I want you to come for two three facials and then after that we're going to talk about products and you know what you don't even need to buy the products from me go buy it from another esthetician but these are the products I recommend because I genuinely started thinking that I am going to make my income from other ways. I had the income through military. I'm going to go fucking drive Uber, but I'm not going to like rip you off from your money because I want to make commission. So when I do recommend something, it's coming from a place that I really give fucks about your skin. If I don't spend my money on the product, I'm not going to suggest it to you. Simple. That builds I, the loyalty. That really did yes, build the loyalty. Yes, it does. 
beyond. I My first aesthetics job was Ulta, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Heavy sales. Yeah, it's a retail. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They did not matter, you know, if it was, it was whatever skincare line was the line of the week that we had to hit a number on. Yeah, my background was heavily sales before, you know, getting into my own space. And I definitely, I, at my old place though, the place that I was until I went solo, they weren't in the beginning, they kind of were, but then I think once I got comfortable and got in my groove and was educating clients to where they did want to purchase the things that, you know, I was educating them on that didn't become such a focus, but I do think that, yeah, building their loyalty with, you just have to be authentic and like you said, put yourself in their shoes at all times. That's what I always yeah. try to do too. Or what I've learned is to never think of it from your point of view ever again. It's always from like the client or the person on like the receiving yeah. end's point of view that I try to look from now. Yeah. Also, as I said, detaching myself from money is a thinking that only way for me to be a, a successful esthetician and make income is through selling product. That yeah. idea, that mindset has changed. I don't yeah. think of uh, the selling skincare products as of an income now. I told myself I can make money through stock market. I can make money through so many ways. There's so many, so many other avenues. ways. But when I chose skincare was to genuinely fucking help because I had nobody to help me. I suffered. And recently you were talking about how people were looking down in your community about going to beauty school. My engagement broke on this. I was engaged before and the guy I was engaged, his family, it looked down extremely down on aesthetic industry. And I was going to ask how this... Well, and your background, your family's background too of you know, being so involved in the medical side of things. I cannot imagine how. Yeah, it was difficult. And those people have rejected and looked down at me for doing something like that. I realized that recently after seven years, my husband, we, me and husband, my husband talked about this. My ex reached out to me, my ex fiance, apologizing that I regret my decision and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, cool Uh, i wasn't even thinking to make you regret this but i'm so fucking happy because you thought i am not going to be successful i don't have worth and value if i'm just working in aesthetic industry so fuck you i'm gonna make my money i'm gonna make people smile i'm gonna make people happy by the way they look by giving them the confidence you can go fuck yourself there you go i love that i love that that was just honestly that was the biggest uh moment for me to realize that I am not going to look for validation from people. If you think my degree is low, keep thinking that. The client images is everything. Keep thinking that way. Yes, I love that. That is, that would be such a good feeling, honestly. Like, and I know that not everyone looks down on it, but you know, like, of course. Majority You know, coming, yeah, it. I think it's getting better though. I really do. I do think people, people are starting to realize now that this is a legitimate thing. And, Mm -hmm. but you come from, you know what I mean? Like you were talking about you getting to have a career and all the things was probably big 
where you were from, let alone something like this that wasn't yeah. seen as a typical career, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They used to think that women who actually run salons and spas and stuff, they do prostitution inside the inside the business. So that's Stop. what the perspective was. So that's why it was wow. looked down at. And um, some of my clients who come from that community initially treated me bad because they thought of that. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You're uh, misunderstanding. This is not, yeah, this is yeah. not what's going on here. Yeah. So I had to, like, uh, change that perspective in, in my own yep. community. But now it's a lot better. I am going to ask you one question. What yes. is your one advice to any esthetician who is going to become solo and start her own business? One advice, what would you say? Wow. Holy cow. I would say believe in yourself. This sounds so cheesy and corny and like no duh, but no matter what anyone has to say, no matter who laughs at you, no matter who thinks that this is never going to succeed or that it's not possible, like earphones, just listen to yourself. Go with your gut always. Just That'd be it. my biggest. Yep. Believe in yourself and trust your instinct. Go well, for it. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for being here and sharing your wealth of knowledge. Oh. I am so thrilled for you. I'm glad you took Razi, I just love you. I want four more hours. <laughs> we have it after the recording is done. I wish you best of luck with your new business. Uh, I would thank like to you. know where you're located. Illinois? Yes. Blooming to normal, Illinois. It's about two and a half hours outside of Chicago. Uh, south. Okay, guys, I will share her information in the description of the podcast. I would like for you guys to go check her out. Any of my followers who are listening to this podcast, if you need an esthetician who change your fucking skin, this is the esthetician. Go fucking book with her. Even though she's pretty booked up, please go book with her. Um, I'll leave you guys on this to take care of yourself. Keep glowing, keep growing. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast episode. Till then, bye.